Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Guys, I am here with writer-director Jay Arnold. We're going to be talking about Shoulder Dance. It had its premiere the 3rd, but it comes out on digital November 14th from Breaking Glass Pictures. Stick with me. It has Matt Dallas, Rick Cosnett, Samuel Larson, Taylor Frey, Maggie Geha? Geha? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. And it's a rom-com, but I kind of feel like maybe rom-dramedy because there's a lot... There's heavy subjects in it, feeling alone in your relationship, being uh, jealous of a potential situation, you know, and not even a real situation that happens. Matt and Taylor are a couple. They're Ira and Josh. And Ira's old friend, uh, played by Rick Roger, and his wife, Lily, come to visit for this weekend. And there's a lot of, like, tension, like, you know sexual tension maybe or just unresolved issues tension they go crazy kind of for a weekend not in a bad way you know there's drinking there's uh excess there's karaoke but i wanted to get with you and ask what (laughs) (laughs) well um first of all i think just about everybody uh, or most people can relate to a um a broken friendship you know, particularly when you're younger, you know, you're in your teens and you're figuring stuff out, you know, there's a lot of um, em- emotional intimacy, right? Your best friend, you sit in the room, you smoke a joint or do what you do and, you know, talk about, you know, in my days, it would be like, goodbye, yellow brick road, rolling a joint, but no, you know, because I'm an old dude, right? But, um, you know, these are very pivotal moments and a very... Um, important time in our lives, you know? So um, I think it's not uncommon because when we're younger, you know, we're not, it's it, it's really a shame that we become wise when we're, you know, like, oh, I'm going to die. And now I know everything, you know, that's just so wrong. Right. So, but when we're younger, we, we don't have necessarily the, um, the tools or the ability to be able to communicate through these things. Right. So, you know, I had a, situation uh, with a really close friend and uh you know had a horrible fight i don't even remember exactly what it was i mean i don't even know right but i thought so many times like you know did i do something wrong what did i do is it because i was gay uh, you know you don't know uh, i didn't never had an opportunity to um have closure on that so uh in this film i get to make it up the way i wanted to and it kind of i think when we have really best friends and you know any kind of a best friend when we're younger you know and we lose those or broken relationships that you know i don't know how many times i've thought in my life like what did i do wrong was it me blah 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 you know we carry that stuff like baggage you know and so maybe you can't go on a date you're perpetually single or you can't commit or whatever the issues are for you kind of linger um without completion and so i didn't have an opportunity to complete this um so i wrote the film uh that asked the quest begs the question that if you had the opportunity to um uh complete a relationship like that after all those years what would that be like and would that then kind of rectify our you know, where we are in our lives now and allow us to go forward. 
for those right. things that have been holding us back, you know? It definitely, it definitely puts a halt to, to one aspect of like your emotional growth. I mean, I had that situation as a grown up. I mean, this was within like the last five years or so. I had two friends and we would group text all the time, all the time, all the time. Both of them at the same time stopped talking to me. Talk about what did I do? Right. You know, say I can only. Are they know, friendly as well? Oh, I'm sure they're besties. I can't imagine having that have happened because I know that I didn't do anything. Yes. I know for a fact, and I know in my brain that that's a them problem, not a me problem. Right. So I can't imagine as nervous as of a teenager as I was. I would have been. Oh. Well. And, and, you know, it's like you, like you said, you know, rationally, but it's hard to take the emotional part out, particularly when, oh, they gave me this for my birthday or, you know, or, oh, I went to that place with them when I was here. So was, oh, let's go here. Oh, you know, so it's hard. Right. Um, even though rationally, you know, right. You didn't do anything wrong. Some, you know, something happened over there and that they got to deal with it. But at the end of the day, they left you with that. Right? right. So sometimes we have to find ways to complete those relationships, even if we don't see them or talk to them or whatever the case may be, which is much more challenging than actually being in a position where, you know, uh, you could do it. Right. right. But um, most times not. And I have adult friends as well. I have one adult friend that I was very close with that, uh, you know, we had a really bad falling out to the extent that I literally had to pull social media and every single plug in the world because I was like, right. I can't let you get to me. Maybe I'm crazy, but I would rather have a blowout fight. And I, I would. And how? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, get it out. Right. But you would think that as we get older, we, you know, we'd be. You know, it's a little bit easier to do than when we're younger. But, you know, some people, I don't know there are anybody's names here, so I think I'm good. Uh, but, you know, some people are um, either never that emotionally mature or um, they are jealous or concerned or, you know. It, it is what it is. It is it, what it is, yeah. It's crazy how, like, you said we have that rational, uh, you know, ability to, to rationalize the situation and to know that we didn't, you know, we weren't the asshole. Yes. Okay, but it, you can be doing the most money. You can be doing the dishes and go. <laughs> you know, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's why this stuff hangs with us. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know. And until you know, and until you have the experience where you can really do that, you don't know. You never really will know, right? But um, but I was always thinking, what if I could? Like, you know, what if I could fix it? Like, what would happen, right? Because you know how it is when you have a really best friend, like someone that you are really close with. You could not see them for years, and you talk, and two minutes later, no time has passed, right? But it's different when there's emotional intimacy, you know, and there's other, you know, elements at play. Yeah. Well, going into that, what you were saying earlier, you know, you're hanging out, listening to records. Uh, yes. Kids listening records, you know, you're hanging out in your room, you guys, you know, you're walking around in your boxers, whatever, or girls, we go to, you know, we would go to the bathroom together. We'd walk around with no tops. <laughs> right. Throw, throw 
sexuality throw into the mix. Holy crap. The just being like, she looked at me. Is she looking? How many, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm gay, right? So I could say this. How many times have I given like air hugs because I was afraid that, you know, maybe they would think I was making a play or a pass or a thing. You know, you have that, right? And so, um, you know, sexuality and friendships and the fine line between like friendship and love and sex and emotional intimacy has really fine, blurry lines, you know? Um, And I think that people don't talk a lot about, you know, friendships and relationships of same sex, not, you know, relationships, but friends. Right. And so, you know, I, I kind of, and I say this and I'm going to disclaim this. Oh, I should don't do it. Jay, don't do it. Jay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to disclaim this by saying most, not all, not every, ever, nothing is absolute, but in my experience, most straight men are convinced their gay friends want to have sex with them. Conversely, most gay men think they're straight friends or maybe just a little bit gay. Right. Right? So we don't really talk about that, but that's how people think and that's what they're feeling. Everybody wants to feel attractive. Whether you act on it or not is a separate issue, right? Um, So there's a lot in the mix. There's a lot in there, right? Add high school to that. And yeah. Oh my God. Right. I mean, your hormones, everything are just kind of like blasting all over the bouncing off the walls. Right. Right. It's definitely like this period of discovery. And like you said, the hormones and then the feelings and things like that. And maybe you want to, I don't want to say experiment, but who are you going to like mess around? With and like-, <laughs> right. like something's got to happen. I got to figure it out. <laughs> Right. I mean, do you practice kissing with your best friend? And But it doesn't mean anything because, you know, she's your best friend. You know, it's yeah. like there's so many questions that go into it. And poor Ira. Oh, my God. Well, it's been 24 years. Right. Since. Down. And the reason that he stops talking to Roger, I don't I don't want to spoil anything. But the reason he stops talking to him is kind of like, really? I it's mean- like a not right. I mean, well, I, it's hard to you know, this is one of those movies that's very difficult to talk about anything because it, almost everything's a spoiler. And I we just did our last festival before the release. And, um, you know, I uh, when I introduced the film, I said, you know, every festival that I've gone to so far, I go and I I introduce the film and anything I say at all afterwards, people say, you should have said that, should have said that, you spoiled it, you ruined your thing. It's spoiling. I'm like, oh my God. So I said, so everything I've said at every single festival, somebody's thought there's been a spoiler in there. So I'm just going to say, enjoy, right? Because it is, it does have a lot of nuances and a lot of subtlety. And it's very difficult um, to talk about those things without, you know, a spo- without a spoiler. Well, aside from spoilers, the film uh, kind of, I don't want to say misleads you, but it causes you to like doubt your instincts because you're like, as soon to me, as soon as they got there, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, they're going to. Uh, there's going to be right. Yeah. Well, but this part cracked me up so much when uh, Lily, the character of Lily walks up, Josh goes, oh, and I say, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, first of all, you know, she wasn't expected, right? Um, but second of all, it's like, you know, there's always that game, you know, you know, that, you know, the gay man for the woman. Right. I mean, you know, it's, you know, every gay man, I don't know, all my close friends have been women, you know, mostly. (laughs) Right. I mean, in that way. And so, um, you know, right away she's stunning and she is stunning and she's 
gorgeous. I mean, and a remarkable actress. Um, and it's really, you know, the character was really nothing like her at all. I mean, she literally lives um, so remote, you can't see anything but green from her house. I'm jealous. I'm and jealous. she wears like chucks all the time, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, but she she sold the character, you know, every single one. And I think that was um, the biggest blessing for me is that, um, you know, we took a different tactic to um, cast this film. Uh, we didn't put all the casting out at one time. We, I wanted Matt. I was very fortunate to get Matt. And we cast, you know, Josh to Ira. And then when we saw who we had, we cast Roger to Ira. And then Lily to Roger. Because it was really important that the intimacy was authentic. You know, that would they really be? Could they really, you know? And, um, and so... I just got blessed that um, I feel like I should knock wood, but I'll do it later. Oh, wait, there's wood in there. You know, it makes me crazy that um, people, any creators, you know, filmmakers, but all creators would pay or hire um, great talent and not give them the opportunity to contribute. Uh, I worked with a very, very prominent actor who once said to me, uh, do you think I could say this line this way instead of that? And I said, yeah, sure, go for it. And they said, what? And I said, <laughs> yeah, go for it. And why? And they said, uh, because I've always been told we don't care what you think, just shut up and read the words. Wow. Yeah. Uh so um, I, you know, I have a, a very, I have much more of a hands off. I really, I, I really trust good talent and so what we did was as soon as we got the buy take that was it we got it then we did one more take and i told them do it however you want keep the integrity of the story but if the dialogue or something it feels different for you do it and i have to say a good percentage of the film includes those um because they were so steeped in the character it was almost like you know they took it in they became that character. And so, you know. Speaking of Matt, Matt, he is gorgeous. And then he came out and I was like, son of a bitch. Because right. then, <laughs> you know, I have to say, I it's so funny because I always, I mean, Matt was a gorgeous boy, right? He was like pretty, right? Mm -hmm. He wasn't even gorgeous. He was pretty, you know, but he's such a handsome man now. I'm just, he's still he's so young. You know, because he started in this industry when he was a child, right? So uh, he's only forty now, um, but he's, he's such. I mean, I, you know, at least two or three people have said to me like, he has too much eyeliner on. No, he doesn't have any eyeliner on, honey. Those are black eyelashes right up against each other with crystal blue eyes. Okay, um, I laughingly uh, said to myself, the only thing i would never want to do with this cast again is take a picture because when you're with five six foot glamazons and here i am like this little orange guy right mm -hmm. like who's this old dude right um you know because they're all so beautiful and they're i you know i have to say they're beautiful every single one every single every single cast member in this film was not only beautiful but beautiful inside and out it's stunning lineup and i 
just incredible actors. Let's get that out of the way. Taylor looks, I kept, I had to look it up. Taylor reminds me of David Bromstad so much. Oh, really? I can yeah. see it. I get it. Yeah. And I was like, is that him? No. But no, I mean, they're all stunning. But yeah, when he came out, I would, and it's not the first time it's happened to me. Oh, I know. Believe me, I understand. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, damn it, they played for the other team. Not that I ever had a chance. Let's be honest. Come on. Well, fair enough. Neither did <laughs> I. So we're in the same boat, honey. <laughs> you know, John Barrowman was never, ever going to return my message. Okay. It's just, it wasn't going to happen. So, right. But incredibly active, incredibly uh, twisty because there's so many times, like I said to you, I was like, oh, they're going to do it. You think it's going to go to the right and the left and here and there and, you know, all that jazz. Well, I, you know, I will say, um, you know, I, I, I did something very untraditional that everybody, not everybody, but, you know, you make a small independent film for what Warner Brothers spends on a craft services truck. Um, You know, you really need to be efficient. But of course, Jay, no, I did the most inefficient thing possible. And um, that was to shoot the film linear. So we didn't do 20 kitchen shots in three days. We went back to the kitchen 20 times. And that was because none of the cast members met until the day before. We There was no table reading, nothing. I wanted the characters, the actors to develop and become intimate in their relationship in the same way that the characters did in the film. So, you know, um, it worked, you know, rather than shooting the last day on the first day and the, we worked our way through in progression with just one or two exceptions. That's brilliant. Expensive. At the time, right. At the time, nobody thought it was brilliant. Everybody just thought it was like, you know, pissing money away. But I think everybody understands, well, not the talent of talent always gets it, you know, but, you know, that's what you have producers and and people for. That's what the suits are for. But no, that makes sense, though, because to me at first, I was like, oh, this awkwardness, this uh, nervousness between Roger and Ira just at the door. I was like, this is kind of painful, right? Right. But they were actually the actors were connecting for the first time. (laughs) And when you think about that, when they came to the door, and that was one of the very first scenes that... This, that was, I think, that yeah, it was their first scene together, right? So they had barely known each other, and there he was at the door, and they went for it, right? So um, it was really um, more authentic than people, you know, would suspect. But they're also fantastic actors, so they probably could have pulled it off if we did not do this linear, you know, in a linear manner. But um, I, I had my my heart set on it. Yeah, no, it's it was a brilliant move because it made it. I mean, I felt awkward for them. So yes. it was everything about everything about the, you know, this this weekend was awkward in ways, different ways. And there were a lot of nuances and kind of complexities and twists and turns and things. But I think, you know, you have, when you have like a little tiny window of time like this and you've got people in like one location for the most part, um, you know. It, it 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 worked though. I think that's what was important. And um, 
I have thick skin and I've been in this a long time. We got a really great review yesterday. Um, we've gotten some, yeah, I think it's, I, I put it, I think they, I didn't, somebody put them on IMDb, a couple of them, I think, but um, really good, but I'm, you know, I'm prepared. I know that, that um, it's something that will challenge people's perceptions, you know, but if this film can give people a different way to think about relationships and friendships and, you know, uh, just being with people, then, uh, wow, that would be a tremendous contribution. I, that would really, um, make me very happy, but I, I, I do understand, I do see, and people have said this to me a lot, you're going to piss some people and we're going to hate this thing. I said, yeah, people hate Academy Award-winning movies. I can't do nothing you can do about that. People are like, how did that win? That was the worst thing I ever saw, right? I mean, I, and I never feel that way. Although the only time I did feel that way, what was that? Into the foreign film that was like a thousand hours, ran. It was called Ran. I think it was like three or four hours. And I think it won the Academy Award and I went to see it. I was like, a half hour. It reminded me of um, Eat, Pray, Love, where she was like, you know, like doing the looked at the clock and then yeah. it was two <laughs> seconds later and she was like, oh, my God. Right. That's what the movie was like. So there's always going to be people that love it. And there's always going to be people that don't. I do think this might strike a nerve with some people um, and I'm prepared for that. You're going to strike a nerve with people saying and this will be people that don't even see the film. They only see the trailer. Of course. It, it's too gratuitous. Why do you have yes, to put of course. Blah, blah, blah. It's not that bad, first of all. Right. And second, they're going to be pissed that you have the audacity, that you have the balls to actually have uh, representation in your yes, film. It's true. It's true. You didn't hire, um, now I'm going to question the sexuality, but you didn't hire uh, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt to play right. Ira and, you know, exactly. It's authentic. It's interesting that you said that. I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to do that but there is a film out recently uh with two gay characters um that i thought had no chemistry and was very uh done you know a lot of money was spent and there's one scene in particular in which the frame is almost identical to a frame in the film and I literally put them together and I'm like, studio, independent. This is authentic. This looks phony. You know, uh, I, it, it, you know, there's grittiness in it. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, it's hard to talk about, but I, I, um, a lot of the decisions I made in the film, uh, which at the time I think concerned people ended up working out really well. Well, there were a lot of, uh, smart decisions. From the writing process all the way up to the filming, uh, I mean, you kept the cast small. There's what Lily, Ira, Roger, Josh, and what's his butt, Sean. Right. That's kind of it. <laughs> it's right, and then there's there's two characters that have one scene each. Yeah. Dana and Tony. Yeah, I, you, I'm calling half of them by their character names, by their actors' names, you know. We know who you're talking about. Yeah, but, but you're right. There was only all told, even though two of them had only one scene, there were only seven cast members in the entire film. Right. So you had a small cast. You had uh, accurate representation. You had the twist. I mean, I thought for the longest time that two people were going to do it. And maybe not the two people you think that I would think that it was. <laughs> well, you know, it's a lot. It's interesting. I don't want to say, but 
um, I, I mean, I have a lot of, well, I don't know. I don't think it really matters, but you know, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say either, but there is a particular, we'll talk offline. Okay. Yeah. So we don't spoil it for other people, but there is a uh, coupling that a lot of people uh, suspected uh, that was not the case. Uh, well, <laughs> well, we won't say, well, yeah, that was, that wasn't, you know, you're going to have to see it. Sorry. <laughs> there were connections, emotional connections happening amongst other people, other than the the primaries that you would think would be working things out. Yes, 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 yes. I wanted to ask, you said um, you filmed at the one location. Where was that house? It's gorgeous. Well, uh, you know, the plot, it takes place in, in the Hamptons, but it was shot in Malibu. Okay. We originally made the determination to shoot it there because we thought it we would get local talent that we wouldn't have to travel and pay to stay at a hotel months is very expensive, right? For travel expenses. Um, except at the end of the day, only one of them lived in, um, <laughs> well, two, if you count. Um, yeah, two, actually, yeah. So you you tried. <laughs> you yeah. tried. Well, we were well-intended, but at the end of the day, um, Matt was living in California, but of course, by the time I got to Matt, he had already moved out of California. Um, uh, and uh, Maggie is over here in the Northeast. Um, Taylor is in Vegas. I mean, you know, but Rick is in LA. There you go. <laughs> and Samuel. Well, there you go. Well, we're getting, I know we've, we've gone over on our time, but that's all right. We're going to, this is a friendship that's going to last until you, you start texting. You and you've been so kind and gracious. I want you to just call me every day and tell me what well, beautiful things. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, it is out November 14th on uh digital platforms. Tell me, I know because I follow you, but tell my people where they can find you on social media and your website. Uh, on all social media, I'm either J Farrell Arnold, F A W R E W L, or J F Arnold. That's because there's another director by the name of J Arnold. Uh, and years ago, in the verification nightmare of Meta, it was like, oh, no, Jay Arnold director is already verified. I'm like, no. uh, -uh. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, that's not possible. Yes, there's another Jay Arnold who's a director and he made films called The Kissing Booth or something, I think. And so um, I have my middle initial F. Uh, I'm don't use. <clears throat> the site formerly known as Twitter very much. I haven't been on TikTok much, but I am on Instagram and threads most often. I'm on threads right now every day. Yeah. And I really encourage people to try it out. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people right away were like, oh, Zuckerberg, what is this, a sucks less situation? You know, you either have this one or that one. And you know, to some extent, yes, you know, I'm not, you know, the Nazis definitely I don't want. Right. You know, <laughs> but um, um, I do feel as though um, threads is an opportunity because, you know, we kind of like we learned. Right. We were yeah. kids. We didn't know it was a new platform, how you socialize. And, you know, we all got mean and nasty and all that stuff because, you know, they liked they wanted engagement right they didn't care i mean unless you were like i'm going to murder you tonight at 11 o'clock that was like <laughs> sorry this did not break our guidelines right so we became you know the context was 
for it, right? So now we've learned that doesn't work. And the hashtag that I've been using on threads is be the love. Uh, both as a reminder for myself to keep it top of mind, because, you know, sometimes all you have to do is take a breath. We're so used to things moving so fast, right? That we get in there and say something. And then later we're like, Ooh, mm, that might've hurt somebody or I shouldn't have said that or whatever the case may be. So I think now we learn to just take a beat and uh, also that we have an opportunity to curate a platform that we want to be a kinder environment and more committed. You know, I, my, my post today was like, you know, I, I'm a serial liker. I am. I like a lot of stuff and I like a lot of people, you know? So it isn't special, <laughs> but, but I do like a lot of things. People can find you on social media, J.F. Arnold or J. Farrell Arnold. Um, and you have a website as well, right? I do. I'm going to be honest that I really need to do some updating, but jarnold.com. There's no F there because I don't have to for social media. You know, it's my own. And uh, shoulderdance.com is also has a website right now. Um, it's really was a place for people to go and buy festival tickets, but the festivals were over. So in, I expect tomorrow or the next day, it'll be updated with all the places that you can see shoulder dance, which is pretty much the usual suspects, you know, iTunes, Amazon, Comcast, DirecTV, all that jobs. Yeah. Vimeo, Moby. <laughs> anyway, I really appreciate you having me and being, being so gracious and a lot of fun. I think we're going to be good friends. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jay. Have I a really wonderful appreciate that. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Odd Imagination, and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit autimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org. pulling me she knows all about the drug i plagiarize all my apologies and they still want enough i know i know i know that i should let her go but i don't i don't i don't seem to be in control i ain't blind i can see